Siddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj Ki. It's gone found a Srila Prabhupada Ki. Pem Shika Ho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Shri Dwayti Kalha Shrasadi Gora Bhaktavinda Ki Jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopi Gopinath. Shamakund Radhakund Giri Govardhan Ki. Shri Vindavandam Ki Jai. Maya Pordhan Ki Jai. Ganga Maya Ki Jai. Yamuna Maya Ki Jai. Tosi Devi Ki Jai. Bhakti Devi Ki Jai. Samaveda Bhaktavinda Ki Jai. All glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Didn't bring my glasses. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya I read them from Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Can't find the. Uh... Oh, thank you. Jesus, what a difference. Oh, the other way, well, no, it makes such a difference. I can't believe how bad my eyes are this year. Mm. Mm. Where's that first we did before on? So, on, um, um, <coughs> one who's. S- Sleeps too much, sleeps too little. That one. The chapter six, is it? Okay. On recreation. Ah, uh, there you go. There we go. Yes, chapter text six, text seventeen. Viharasya Yukta Chaitasya Kamasu Yukta Svapnava Bodasya Yogo Bhavati Dukada Yukta Hara Viharasya Yukta Chaitasya Kamasu Yukta Svapnava Bodasya Yogo Bhavati Dukaha Yukta Regulated Ahara Eating Viharasya Recreation Yukta Regulated Chaitasya 
Chaitashtya of one who works for maintenance. Karmasu in discharging duties. Yukta regulated. Svapna avabodasya sleep and wakefulness. Yoga practice of yoga. Bhavati becomes dukkha ha diminishing pains. Translation by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada Ki. He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. Purport. Extravagance in the matter of eating, sleeping, defending and mating which are the demands of the body can block advancement in the practice of yoga. As far as eating is concerned, it can be regulated only when one is practiced to take and accept prasadam. Sanctified food. Lord Krishna is offered, according to Bhagavad Gita 9.26, vegetables, flowers, fruits, grains, milk, etc. In this way, a person in Krishna consciousness becomes automatically trained not to accept food not meant for human consumption and not in the category of goodness, or not in the category of goodness. As far as sleeping is concerned, a Krishna conscious person is always alert in the discharge of his duties in Krishna consciousness, and therefore any unnecessary time spent sleeping is considered a great loss. Abhyata Kala Twam A Krishna conscious person cannot bear to pass a minute of his life without being engaged in the service of the Lord. Therefore his sleeping is kept to a minimum. His ideal in this respect is Srila Oh, sorry, his ideal in this respect is Srila Rupa Goswami, who was always engaged in the service of Krishna and who could not sleep more than two hours a day, and sometimes not even that. Thakur Haridas would not even accept prasadam, um, nor even sleep for a moment without finishing his daily routine of chanting with his beads 300,000 times, 300,000 names. As far as work is concerned, a Krishna conscious person does not do anything which is not connected with Krishna's interest. And thus his work is always regulated and is untainted by sense gratification. Since there is no question of sense gratification, there is no material leisure for a person in Krishna consciousness. And because he is regulated in all his work, speech, sleep, wakefulness and all other bodily activities, there is no material misery for him. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshula Militam Yena Tazmai Shri Gudavena Maha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasari Gora Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare he who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. This is a remarkable um, verse actually uh, when we hear about it. And I've quoted this before and it's really important in our, as Bhakti practitioners um, if we're going to get on top of our sadhana, our lifestyle, if we're actually going to have proper sadhana um, properly engaged healthily um, in bhakti, then this verse is really important and has to be understood. 
and I'll just explain a little bit as far as much as I've understood it anyway. Um, we heard and we hear in Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1 uh, in the first verses Prabhupada explains that the symptoms of Kali Yuga um, he explains in the purport that most disease and issues are because of irregular habits so I've mentioned this before and it's good to meditate on this and here Krishna is saying he who is regulated in his uh, habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains. That means all trouble. <laughs> there is no material misery for him, he says, because he is regulated in his work, speech, sleep and wakefulness. So it's so important that every devotee, whether they are grihasta, brahmachari, householders or celibate, living as um, celibate monks, Regulation is necessary for everyone. We have to learn to get on top of our habits get and have a proper perspective on what's going to create um, a balanced Krishna conscious life. So as Mahatma Das has, His Grace Mahatma Das has a, sent a quote yes, the other day and I sent it to everyone, I think. And it was, one should never sacrifice one's self-care in the name of surrender. So he's done a whole thing this year on self-care for devotees and how self-care is so important. And health sadhana service is really stresses again this health sadhana service. To do your service, to do our sadhana properly, we have to be healthy as, as much as we can. We have to make an endeavor to be healthy. Healthy covers lots of areas. So I was going to go through three pillars of areas that the d devotees need to think about in order to get on top of their, um, you know, those devotees who can be struggling with their sadhana, struggling with their time management, struggling with these things. Whereas devotees were meant to be very expert at time management, very expert at dealing with our health, so we can actually chant and be attentive and do our services properly. We want to be more mode of goodness about our um, spiritual life. We want to be long-term vision. We want to have a long-term vision for our life in Bhakti. In the beginning years, it's just we have a very generally passionate approach to Bhakti. Just I remember just whatever it took, just going out all the time, doing books all the time, going out long hours, and actually my health did deteriorate um, after some time. Pushing ourselves, getting up at 2 a.m., doing all our rounds before. We really went for it. And of course, that's great in the beginning. But, you know, eating <laughs> as much as we could whenever we could, whenever the festivals came. But after a time, I can look back and see now how it's not sustainable long term. But that's kind of part of the normal entrance into bhakti we're coming from lower modes we come in we get really excited and we however we should just be engaged and should be filled up with prasadam <laughs> but over time as we mature we have to realize if i'm going to go the distance i'm going to have to get on top of my health and and i've been doing some health concerts consults recently and talking to devotees about how health is it depends on the background of the devotee and of course 
every devotee gets into kind of health things one way or another because they find devotees into this health thing, that health thing. There are yeah, multifarious health perspectives, but I think there's some general common sense. You know, the vehicles and how you do your health is that's and what you apply. But there are areas that we can deepen our understanding of, and it's really important because Krishna's mentioned them here. It's really funny. I was at a, we're at a meeting the other night, a master class, and it was um, it's a business master class, but it was actually all on self image and health. <laughs> the whole night it wasn't about making money, it was about how to get results in your business, whether it's Krishna business, whether it's financial business, whether it's sport business, you have to have a good self-image and you need to have good habits of health. And there are areas that we need to make sure we're um, planning and looking at in our lives so we can be healthy long-term. And funnily enough, <laughs> the first one was uh, exercise. <laughs> You could say recreation. <laughs> Exercise is kind of recreation. Uh, the second one was there was four. One was uh, second one was mindset, right? But that's a, that's a natural part of our bhakti should be is our hearing and chanting and association to get your mindset right, your thinking right. Yeah. Third one was um, nutrition, <laughs> eating, and the fourth one was sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> So it's interesting how in the arena we were in that so much stress is on these same things that Krishna is talking about here in order to be successful in business, so to speak. So I think it's really, it is really important that devotees um, learn to become manage these areas of their lives so they can um, go the distance and have a balanced life in bhakti and be successful in their habits of hearing and chanting to the best that they can. A lot of our uh, uh, struggles in bhakti are because of a lack of being in the mode of goodness. Mode of goodness has a thinking aspect to it, it has a regulative aspect to it in terms of eating and sleeping, yeah? It has a health aspect to it. It has a diet aspect to it. So we got to apply these things so that we can actually experience chanting, at least in the mode of goodness, and then we can begin to head towards pure chanting. Does it make sense? So yes, service, 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 service. And yes, I'm going to get my reading and things in, but how regulated and how are we taking care of all these different components um, to come to that platform of the mode of goodness to yeah so a lot of devotees struggle um, with these things and we generally default back to our old habits all the time <laughs> in thriving back to we talk about this all the time how we we're trying to change our conditioning and we're trying to move away from old conditioning but old conditioning always haunts us we always end up back where we were so first of all we have to hear and think right then we can apply put things into place that's going to, so we can do right. Yeah, do di Act differently, get different results. Because as we know, if we keep doing what we're doing, we'll keep getting what we're getting. Right? And a lot of us coming into Bhakti have come from very unhealthy backgrounds. We weren't really thinking about 
regulation, health on all levels deeply. Of course, in our education systems and as we grow up, we don't learn what health is. We learn how to become unhealthy. Work hard, unhealthy weekend. <laughs> Toxication, right? staying up late, yeah. exploitative mentality, thinking in the wrong way to be happy. So we have all these kind of things within us. But Krishna is saying here, um, extravagance in the matter of eating, sleeping, defending and mating can block advancement in the practice of yogi of yoga. If you read, so let's begin with the first one. Well, our side point is if you read Srimad Bhagavatam, all the way through Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada actually, especially in the matter of eating, actually stresses minimal eating. <laughs> minimal eating. Yes, we have festivals, but we'll get on to that. So let's begin with the first one is exercise. Um, let's take Srila Prabhupada, for instance. If you read the Prabhupada Lilamrita, everything Prabhupada did was impeccably regulated. If you hear Shruti Kirti's, um, um, what is the difficulty? If you read that, bio that biography of Prabhupada, Prabhupada was had timings for everything timings when he'd eat timings when he'd rest even traveling around the globe changing time zones Prabhupada was supremely regulated impeccably and every day he, he would, wouldn't miss a morning walk so someone of um, his age going for a morning walk um, and he'd go for more than 20 minutes he'd go for quite some time but in the Mayo Clinic, which is one of the oldest sort of medical, it's been around a long time, it's done studies on health for many decades, they say that you have to do 150 minutes of exercise a week in order to actually be healthy, to have good mental health and good physical health. That's about 20 minutes a day of intense exercise. Minimum, they say, is to walk 20 minutes, but that's not expected from young persons. So Prabhupada... Yeah, so Prabhupada would do his morning walks because he was in his 70s. <laughs> so we can see Prabhupada showed exercise, exercise, exercise every day. He was a yogi. He, he, he practiced all these things. He was so exercise is something, as I've noted, I, I, it, of course, this doesn't apply to all devotees, but obviously... Um, the, the devotee communities, worldwide, local, uh, national, local, are all varied. So you have to look at your individual situation and assess it yourself and make a plan. But we should be doing exercise every day. Pretty much every day. We need to be doing some kind of intense exercise. And I've mentioned before, um, there's an ex-British army officer who's in Australia... Um, I have a podcast from him somewhere on my phone, and he did research. He looked into. He studied for. He came out and studied neuropsychology and neuroscience um, and exercise together. And he got a PhD. He did it for like five, six years, and he showed the impact of exercise on your neurology, on your brain. Um, um, and he's actually has a program in um, Australia. And it was scientifically proven that he's curing people from cancer through exercise. He's using exercise as the main means of curing cancer. That's how powerful exercise is. And he says that 
after all his research as an ex-army officer and becoming an expert in neuroscience and, and exercise physiology, um, that if you're not doing 20 minutes of exercise a day, he says you're killing yourself. Your, your, body, your body is compoundingly suffering. The body needs exercise, especially in an age now of sitting, maybe some of you are laborers, skilled laborers, you do move around a lot all day, you're doing kind of exercise, but most people are sitting in cars, Uber driving, sitting at computers, yeah, a lot of sitting. We do a lot of sitting and reading, playing video games, yeah, very unhealthy activities. So you've got to understand, even though you're young, what you do now will affect your body in your 30s. How you're, the, what you're doing right now, how you're eating, how you're exercising, will shape your body in the future. This is reincarnation. <laughs> this is what you do in your 20s will compound into shaping your level of body and fitness in your 30s. What you do in your so if things deteriorate and you do less in your 20s, you have a less fit body in your 30s. You do less in your 30s, you have less, and it compounds over time. I can show you that. Um, with myself, I know my body is healthy because every decade I've always done exercise. And in fact, I was so fortunate that when I got chronic fatigue, one second, ballet, um, in 2004, well, I had it on and off when I went into teaching, but, I, but it hit me. Um, I, was, I didn't, couldn't do exercise for many, many years. But as soon as I went back to exercise, my body remembered all those years. I quickly got my, my, my physique back. It took time. I remember when I was courting Guitarvali, I was going to the gym and, I, uh, and swimming. So I was going swimming and I could just only do two or four lengths. That was a lot for me to swim, just a couple of lengths. I remember doing eight lengths after some months. And I remember Guitarvali was with me and she's like, you know, getting to understand that I had chronic fatigue. But eight lengths was like nothing for me years ago. I used to go to the gym, I do 64 lengths. That was my, I do a mile every time I go to the gym, I do it twice a week. As does when I was becoming a devotee. I used to do Aikido, two, uh, two three hour sessions a week. Um, that was my minimum thing. Of course, during my 20s, when I was doing that, I had those unhealthy habits like <laughs> smoking and drinking going on at the same time which was very counterproductive, of course, but as devotees, we don't do those things. But exercise, but I remember my body recovered because I had put that time in. So as I've got older, in my 50s, people, you know, some devotees have said to me, oh, why are you so healthy? I don't have the devotee beer gut, you know, the big Brahmin belly from eating prasad and, and stuff like that. And it's just because I consistently, daily, or weekly, I put in time to do exercise. I mean, exercise, not, <laughs> you know, we go trampolining together. Um, of course, I, and I've had health issues, but I've noticed when I've done exercise with my health challenges, it's just helped my mental health. It's, it's something that you can do to push yourself. Um, and it isn't easy. But what is easy? <laughs> Material existence is a struggle. So I use this analogy, this term that we've been hearing about in our team, my business team. You have to choose your hard. It's hard to do no exercise and feel groggy and slumpy and deteriorate your body. It's hard to wake up not being satisfied or live a life where you're not doing what you want. It's hard to feel low energy all the time. But it's also hard to go out and do exercise to feel better. It's hard to wake up and 
have to go to the gym or it's hard to you know do exercise regularly right but the hard bit is just in the thinking when you're there it's fun but that's they're both hard so you have to choose the hard the hard has the good result or the hard that has the the negative result oh why have i got no energy why am i not sleeping properly why am i not feeling positive well you have to that one area of your life you do have to look at in that regard it can be many things or many factors together combined is exercise not just 10 20 minutes on a yoga mat <laughs> i mean depending on the type of yoga you do on the mat there are intense yoga practices you do on the mat right ashtanga is quite full on but you know doing a soft gentle yin yang yoga program yes that's good for you that that comes into self-care restoration and recovery which is another aspect but doing some really consistent exercise and the key is to be consistently consistent not big ones on the big sessions on the weekend daily daily um, habits be regulated regulated means daily yeah it means to be consistently daily so exercise is something really really important yes balai Not everyone thinks that. Yeah, but you do, because you're not. You're a spiritual entrepreneur. You're smart. You're learning smartness. Um, so exercise is really key to health. Right, it's really key. I see. So I, you know, I can see in our community a lot of devote. Not all. Some guys, you know, when they get to their thirties and forties, they're pretty sluggish. You know. Some of them even get a bit plumpy. They're a bit fat. <laughs> dare I say the word yeah lack a bit of oomph and it's kind of and there's this excuse well it's just a mature body Prabhu it's getting older old age this is the acceptance of the deterioration right rather than actually this is Krishna's machine it has the potential it actually has the potential and even in neuroscience neuroplasticity they show that if you use your brain and you use your body like Prabhupada his body was powering powering up until the final year Prabhupada was relentless in fact when his body was really decaying he said actually I want to go to the UK and they said if we take you in the car on the bumpy roads to the airport it, it will kill you Prabhupada Prabhupada said no I want to go to the UK he did his final visit when he was very emaciated this is an extreme example but we understand Prabhupada pushed his body to the max for service into his old age so we can't use, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's bodily platform, Prabhu. I'm not saying you get into the body and, and, and do health and take it to the out of balance where you just become obsessed with bodily physique and looks. And No, I'm talking about just common sense exercise to keep your body powerful so you can do the most service and quality service till the day you drop dead. That's the key. That's what we should be doing thinking of what's best for our service long term long term we want to know how can i go on in bhakti to serve krishna um, with a healthy body as i get older and as we get old the better the body the condition of the body the easier it is going to be to chant <laughs> we want to chant not with aching arthritis rheumatism pain those things may come here or there, but we have to do our best. Especially in household life, 
especially when you have your kids and they're getting older. They have demand. They want energy. They want to do things with you. Keep your body fit. When you have kids, don't just sit in the background. You Get your body fit so you can be there for the children and play with your children and go for walks in your 40s and 50s. And you can be for them. Yeah. Go to Vrindavan and travel and have a healthy body as best as you can. It's Krishna, ultimately, it's Krishna's machine. It's like the cars that we have. By Krishna's grace, we have cars. And you should clean the car. It belongs to Krishna. My Guru Maharaj, we had a car for him. He has a car now. He'll come back and he would notice if something was not right with the car. Oh, why is that not on properly? He always wanted the car to be impeccably taken care of because it belongs to Krishna. People say, well, it's just material, it's just the car. Bhakti ki jai, chanting is the main thing. But chanting is meant to give us the realization that everything belongs to Krishna. So your car, your rooms, everything, your garments, your clothes, your body, your machine, yancha rudani maya, your machine, it belongs to Krishna. It needs to be well-oiled, well taken care of, not you, not neglected. Yes. Yeah, and all your toys become from Krishna. Take care of them. Don't throw your clothes on the ground. <laughs> Balai. Krishna, through my father, mother, is supplying me with good clothes. I need to hang them up. Keep my room clean. Yeah, These are symptoms of advancement. It's, these are symptoms of advancement. And they can block advancement if we don't have this attitude with the practice of the attitude around our health so exercise is so important so whatever you choose to do for exercise for me personally i find it really helps if what you do for exercise is fun you know different devotees have different things that they like to do i have one devotee in wellington i've been helping over the last 30 days with his health and his sleep just showing him things that i've learned that have helped and he was again just doing loads and loads of book distribution and that. But I said, you've got to take care of yourself. You, you're having sleep problems. You have some emotional, mental health issues. Then take care of you. Make yourself happy. But he thinks it's my, underneath what's his issues he's discovering, is he's not taking care of himself in the name of bhakti and in the name of service. Yes, yeah, I've just got to get out there and serve Krishna. No, Krishna wants you to take care of yourself. You must never sacrifice self-care for devotional service. Surrender to devotion. You know, surrender, sorry. Part of your devotional service is to love yourself and take care of yourself. But we have, because of our past, maybe a lack of self-care, self-esteem, depression, these symptoms come through a lack of self-value that you have for yourself. But Krishna values you more than your own life, his own life. So if Krishna values us more than his own life, we should also value ourselves more than our own life. Because <laughs> we belong to Krishna. So we, I've, I, we can do this in Bhakti. We can neglect self-care, even things like our own health. In the, cause it just, it, because we, we have a lack of self-esteem, self-value. And we've used Krishna consciousness to, to carry that into our bhakti. You know, to keep that in and to keep sort of perpetuating that. 
So taking care of your body shows that, uh, that, that you're taking care of yourself because Krishna cares for you too. That pleases Krishna. Krishna doesn't like to see his devotees being negligent. That's why he comes and helps them. You notice how Krishna in his pastimes, <laughs> like Sudama Vipra, <laughs> He was actually not taking care of himself and his family. He was overly austere. So what did Krishna do? He gave him more than he could handle. He, he, he sorted out his mentality and the practicality of his situation. So please, exercise. And remember, apply common sense to this. Just, just start building up regulative daily habits. Make it fun, something you enjoy. So this devotee in, in Wellington... He used to be into, what did he do? Is it volleyball? Some sort of volleyball game. So he said, I said, go and play it. I said, can I? I said, yes, go and play for, you know, that sport. Be happy, get healthy. You know, it, it be, it's social. It gets you out of yourself. It's really important. And he's told me it's really helped him this month. He's like, he, he, gave, he gave up. See, he, he surrendered everything to do books. But he also surrendered his self-care in the name of over-renunciation. Yeah. So now he's actually his sleep is getting a bit better. We've been doing some other things as well because that's another to next topic. We'll start now. The second one is nutrition. Nutrition is really key. Nutrition is so important. Uh, in the health concert, I ask persons, how many times do you eat at the loft? How many times do you eat at the temple? And how many times do you cook for yourself? Because <laughs> you know, especially you don't know, but a lot of grihastas and sometimes they'll eat out get takeaways and things when they're working and stuff because they're so busy right and not which is not ideal because it's not prashadam all the time and it's incredible that you know you you can't maintain long-term health if you're eating loft food and <laughs> eating at the temple all the time it's just a you know you got to you know it will take different devotees different levels of realization and time to do that but think about it if every sunday you eat the the lunchtime program at the temple then you come to the loft and then you have your monday feasts <laughs> sometimes the brahmacharis do that can you imagine doing that year in year out what compounding effects that will have on your health the sugar the oil the overeating every 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 Two, two days every week continually, 52 day, 50 weeks of a year, one year after another. How are you, you going to have good health doing that long term? Now in the beginning, first years, yes, we know everyone's going to overeat and yes, but those who've been around a few years now, you have to understand, you can't, it's not a great idea to continue that. <laughs> It's going to have negative effects on your exercise. So it's going to counteract a lot of your exercise. right? So feasts come around. Yeah, feasts. You know, festivals come around, have a feast every now and then. Not, that's not what I'm saying. But of course, as those devotees get into their 40s and 50s, even those feasts, you have to be careful with your digestion changes. But having fats and oils and sugars, you know, we have to come to terms. It's not going to be conducive for long-term health. Let's spell it. Yeah, I had a blood test. I had a cardiology specialist test the other day, and my results came back that my my cholesterol level and my heart was lower than people who take 
stat, statins, what are they called, stat, statins, to lower their cholesterol. He was like, he said it was like, never, never seen a man of my age with the lowest level of cholesterol. Right? I'm not saying that to boast, I'm saying that, wow, I'm really glad <laughs> I've been managing my health relatively well, despite my other challenges I've had, because you don't know what other health is coming karmically or Krishna's arrangement. But my heart, just, you know, even being a Hare Krishna, um, my, my health, definitely over the last four or five years with supplements, nutrition, health, exercise, um, I've, and regulation, I have a really good heart. That's good news. <laughs> but you never know. He did also point out, by the way, <laughs> you don't look like you're going to have a heart attack soon, but you can have one at any time anyway. We just don't know. <laughs> at your age, they can just happen out of the blue. So let's just let you know, we're not going to get too fanatical about all these things, right? That puts it in perspective. Yep, it can happen. So we want a healthy heart. We want a healthy mind and body so we can do better service and continue with our service. Especially if you have children, you want to be healthy as you get older. Not be, not be uh, inactive. And inactivity in the body and, and lack of proper nutrition. That means eating, like here, we're very lucky. We have generally freshly cooked food, lots of vegetables, varieties of vegetables. Um, we've lowered a lot of our fat intake with having more ghee now. But still, the ghee needs to be kept to a minimum. It's still a fat, but we still, it's not much, much healthier having ghee, our himsa ghee. So, um, so think about that. I know when you're young, you feel invincible. Remember when you're 19, 20 and you're necking all those beers and everything and going all night, you just felt, yeah, more and more. And the more you could obliterate yourself, the more invincible you felt. But, you know, we, we now know. <laughs> and some of us are still paying for the price of that, <laughs> like myself, from those years of doing that. I can't believe I used to smoke, smoke for so many years. All those cigarettes I smoked. I used to smoke filterless sometimes. Camel filterless. Yeah. And all those reefers, you know, with tobacco and all that. You know, I was, I was like every day, like five, ten of those a day for years. But somehow the body can turn around. It can grow. The other thing I want to mention is, is that we should be doing this in Bhakti anyway. But I'll tell you this research, right? If you learn new things all the time, don't continue not learning new things. Your brain does not deteriorate. A lot of Alzheimer's and a lot of brain issues are because people stop learning new things. They just like, and this is going out there to devotees and people who watch television and movies and stuff. This is mind numbing stuff where you're just watching a screen. Learn a new language, learn new information. Learn, do new things, try new things. It keeps your, your, your neuroplasticity of the brain actually can continue, new brain cells and new formation synapses can continue even into old age. They've shown this with old people. So in Bhakti, we're hearing and learning about Krishna, new things all the time. It should feel like you're learning new things about Krishna. Wow, reading, reading. When you reread the books, discuss the books, have, a, have an, an enthused fascination to learn more about Krishna and the philosophy. So this keeps your brain active as well. Do new things, new sports, new, 
new things. This is really key to our health. But nutrition is really important. So coming back to the second pillar, nutrition. Right? Freshly cooked food. Look at where you're, where you're taking prasadam. Yes, it's prasadam, Prabhu. Yes, but <laughs> how is that prasadam going to affect your service? Your service meaning self-care, good body, you know, your focus, your energy, your enthusiasm. If you eat those halibur every day, is that really going to help your service, which is higher? So we want to go from neophyte to more mature attitudes to our nutrition. Yeah, especially getting, you know, the devotees with, I call them Brahmin's bellies, <laughs> especially the men, ladies putting on weight. I've seen in the temple, when I was in the temple in the UK, when some of these devotees would come over from, from India and they'd live in the temple, the imported devotees, um, you could see within months of being pujaris, they, they put on so much weight <laughs> from eating all the ghee and fats and food. Yeah. But we, must, we need to think about food. And we also have to know supplementation is really important. Why? Because all the, I think it's, I come with the stats now, 60% or something like that of the soils in the world are depleted of basic micro minerals and nutrients. Because they're just using, they're just replanting, replanting, using pesticides. Most of the soil is depleted of a lot of micro minerals and nutrients. And it's continuing to deteriorate. The soil is deteriorating. The way they, most of the vegetables and things they grow now, it's come from a health specialist, one of the top in the country who lives in Dunedin. She comes to our conference and she, she says, they do fast growing corn, fast, everything's genetically fast growing. So it doesn't have time and the natural time to, to suck in the nutrients from the soil as well. They're just fast growing. You know, all these pine they grow now, the pine is fast growing pine. And they're finding that the pine they're building houses with now, houses with now is not as strong. It's not going to last as long as the original naturally grown pine. So the food is fast grown, the nutrients of the soil, so supplementation, so having a blood test, finding out, checking out your eye and your B12s, have a, every six months, check out on your, on your bloods, it's very important. <laughs> Are you getting enough, enough of nutrients? So she says that supplementation is a necessity, it never replaces a proper diet or exercise, never. But supplementation is important, especially vitamin C. High doses of vitamin C for immunity, fighting off free radicals in the body. So every devotee has to look at, you know, you know, taking protein. You know, a lot of devotees they take protein powders. A lot of devotees do take supplements, and that's good. But make sure you get quality supplements. But you can't replace again. Take all the supplements, but eat halva every day. <laughs> so common sense. Now the third one. Um, is sleep. Sleep's really important. It's mentioned here. So we've covered what Krishna says here with Krishna. Habits and eating, sleeping, recreation. So you need some exercise. You need to look after your eating and nutrition. I know it's hard when, when all the prasadam is, you see all the prasad because it's Krishna, it's all attractive. <laughs> but it's like um, Daruka. When he's fanning Krishna, he's seeing Krishna and he goes into ecstasy. Like looking at prasadam. And he's fanning Krishna, but he realizes, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restrict my ecstasies. I'm not going to go with my ecstasies because I need to cool fan down. My service is more important. I'll 
calm down my stumbabhava, my stunned ecstasies. I need to keep moving. Similarly, when you see prasadam, you're seeing Krishna, ecstasy. Ah, what about my service? See, it's a higher level of devotion is to restrict the attraction to enjoy the ecstasies of Krishna consciousness for the sake of the service. Make sense? And this is just something to think about. <laughs> Very hard when there's so much prasadam around. So the last, so another one is, another pillar is sleep. Yes, regulating. You know, what's your sleep routine? Mode of goodness. What are you doing the hour before bedtime? Are you on screens? Are you on your phones? Are you reading? What's How are you actually thinking of Krishna and calming down, ready to sleep well, to meditate on your services for the next day? And being regulated in your sleep is so important. With Balai, when he's out of sync with his sleep, he's all over the place. Gets worn out in the day, just conks out in the car, just from an hour or half an hour difference in his sleep at night or getting up. You see it in children, it impacts them so much when they're not regulated. Any parent will tell you that. So when we grow up, we're still the same, but we just don't get, we don't notice as much. Of course, most people counteract it with V drinks and caffeine, coffee. No, it's E drinks. Okay, E drinks. <laughs> so getting up at the same time going to bed at the same time very 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 important and what is your routine before bed not eating a few hours you know when you eat an hour or two before bed well an hour if you eat within the hour before going to bed or within that that food stays in your stomach and just sits there overnight so it's very important that if you're going to bed at 9 o'clock or whatever, that around 7 o'clock you've had your prasadam. I know for some people like me with adrenal issues, sometimes a tiny little something in the stomach stops you, your adrenals at night, which is a bit of slow-burning grains, a little snack, but don't eat a lot of food. In fact, Balai has been having fruit before bed, and it's been sitting in his stomach fermenting and it's given him diarrhea. So see, kids, stomach, fruit, don't eat fruit before bed. <laughs> But get a good routine around your sleep. Going to bed at the same time. Your body will love you for it. So those who have families and working and stuff and deadlines, you have to try to work your lifestyle around making sure you get everything done so you can get to bed on time and get up on time. And that regulation helps. And the miracle of all of these things is it mitigates all material pains. This regulation and self-care actually lowers the suffering of material existence. <laughs> yeah, the sufferings that come. Prabhupada says it right here. And because he is regulated in all his work, speech, speech is interesting, but we won't talk about it today, and all other bodily activities, so he says, and all other bodily activities regulated, there is no material misery for him. So that would be a nice platform. So this is part of the, we can at least, implement this to the degree that we can and it will lower our material misery and pain of course the other pillar was so we let's just let's just summarize so exercise what's your plan um nutrition right control your eating 
when you eat, how much you eat, make sure you're eating healthily, supplementation, especially gut health. Probiotics are very, very important for gut health. Fix all your hormones, your moods. Gut health has been so much research in the last three or four years on gut health. Of course, a lot of people have fizzy drinks and all these things that destroy gut health. A acid diets, very acid-driven diets, right? Um, what was the other one? Sleeping. And the fourth one, which I won't go into, but we should know simply by our lifestyle, right, is association. Is it, it means our mindset. We have to have a good, healthy mindset. So we do need to do things that keep our mind peaceful. Have self-care activities. Going for walks, go for a sauna. Have, revealing our mind in confident with other devotees. Not keeping things bottled up. Make sure you've also keeping mentally healthy. Yeah, you're having time. Sometimes you need some rejuvenation time. Little retreats or um, little activities in the week that top you up. You like going up into the mountain, don't you? Do like going up into the into the forest, having little adventures. You need to do that. You need to you know, put that into your diary. But mindsets also daily reading and chanting, attending Bhagavatam classes gets our mindset right. These classes are about getting our mindset right and association. So this is a little bit of a health consult. Consult. Krishna is giving us a health consultation. How is your regulation, eating, sleeping, your recreation, your work? Are you balancing all those things? You can't be whimsical with these things. You, the, you getting on top of these and balancing these things is part of your um, not blocking your advancement. It will help you advance in bhakti. This is all part of a yogi lifestyle. We're not just sitting um, around... Um, <laughs> Like in personalists, we want to be active in Krishna's service. That's why Prabhupada says, his all, uh, Rupa Goswami was always engaged in Krishna's service. Haridas Thakur was always, wouldn't even accept prasadam for service. <laughs> I'm chanting, I'm doing service, I'm preaching. Yeah. So this, they're obviously high, but we do need to think about these things if we're going to mature in our bhakti and make our bhakti easier. Sometimes it takes 10 years to slow down on prasadam. <laughs> but think about these things, yeah. And certainly when you get older, I definitely feel it as I get older, you naturally can't eat so much, um, should we say, nutritionally unhealthy prasadam. Of course, spiritually, we're always... And you can honor prasadam in your mind. All right, any questions and thoughts on that? Yes. Thanks for such a practical and applicable class. I just wanted to comment something that I was um, finally listening to Mindset on audiobook after Sarah Burke. 